I want to speak today about finding joy in the commandments of God. I'm going to focus the entire homily on the first few lines of the gospel today from John chapter 15. Jesus says to his disciples, as the father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. I've told you this, that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. So this all sounds great, right? God the Father loves us. What a gift. God could be whatever he wants to be. He doesn't have to do anything for us. He's God. And because he is so good, he chooses to be love itself and to offer this love freely to us. And Jesus is the clearest gift of this love from the heart of God himself. And on top of that incredible gift, Jesus says that he wants us to remain in his love. He wants us to have this joy that comes from him, this complete joy. This all sounds wonderful. So how do we do this, Lord? And what he says that we do to receive this may seem so simple and concrete, it can almost be shocking. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. That's it. Keeping God's commandments is all that it takes to remain in the Father's love, to receive this joy that God wants to bring to us. That's the profound simplicity of the Christian life. I know sometimes we can get caught up in, in all of these different areas of theology and, and morals and scriptural exegesis and all these things that can seem very complex. And, and certainly there, there is a lot of, of depth or there's no end to how much we can pursue these things intellectually and theologically. But in its essence, our faith is so simple. Jesus wants us to live in the joy of the heart of the Father that comes from his love. And the way we do this is by keeping his commandments. And this is the opposite of what the world tells us today, isn't it? The world tells us that if you want to be happy, you need to get away from all those old-fashioned ideas, all those rules that you Catholics love to focus on so much. If you become free from all of that, then you're going to experience joy and happiness. But any of us who have lived a life apart from the church and the teachings of God has tasted and seen the profound emptiness of a life apart from God. Nothing satisfies other than Jesus. And we can try to pursue happiness in all sorts of other ways and it will never work. Only God is capable of bringing the joy that all of us long for. St. Augustine has this famous quote, and he can say this because he himself lived a very dissolute lifestyle for many years. His mother, St. Monica, is sort of famous for praying for him for decades for his conversion. And eventually he did convert. He became this profound thinker, this bishop, this doctor of the church. St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless till they rest in you. 
Now, because nothing in this world satisfies the heart, you can see why so many people today are falling into despair. Because imagine you're living in this secular worldview. You're living in this attitude that says you just need to find your happiness in earthly things. You need to pursue wealth, uh, possessions, physical pleasure, and just try to get all that as much as you can because that's the only way to find happiness. And meanwhile, as you're doing all of those things, there's this kind of frustration building up inside of you because it is not satisfying. And on top of that frustration that's building up, you have this kind of growing fear in the back of your mind that one day I'm going to die and all of this existence is going to come to an end. That is what the world offers to us. It's so pointless. It's so fruitless. And you can see how that quickly leads to despair. Now compare that with the Christian worldview. We believe certainly that God has blessed us with good things in this life. God has blessed us with love, family, relationship, material needs. And all of these things are good, but none of them are capable of ultimately satisfying the deepest desires of the human heart. And so this, rather than just leading to a place of perpetual frustration, it's sort of like this built-in reminder that we are made for more than this life. It's not that we will never be satisfied at all. It's that we will never be satisfied until we get to heaven, which is the place that God has truly destined us for. Christianity helps bring balance to our awareness of this life that we're living now. That yes, God has blessed us with many things and he, he calls us to live out these blessings in accordance with his plan for us with the understanding that nothing in this life will truly satisfy because we're made for more, we're made for God. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. But you may not be quite as familiar with the full version of the prayer, which goes on like this. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. I love that last line, that I may be reasonably happy in this life, right? Yes, God wants us to be happy, but it will never be that complete, total, ultimate happiness that our hearts are longing for because that supreme happiness only comes with him when we're in the next life. Now, God wants us to share in a foretaste of this joy that is to come here and now. And that's what he's speaking about in this gospel. Live in my love, keep my commandments, 
that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So my first question for us today is, if our life is lacking joy and peace, this joy that comes from the heart of God, how are we doing on keeping God's commandments? See, if we're immersing ourselves in the attitudes of the world around us, which are constantly trying to lead us away from God's commandments, it's easy for us to slip into that. So if we are drifting away from faithfulness to God's teachings, this takes away from the joy that God wants us to experience. And how are we doing on keeping the Lord's Day? Every Sunday, the church gives us a special day to live in the joy of the resurrection of Jesus. And the church has always believed that being faithful to this day that is set aside for God is so foundational, so essential to our faith that everyone who claims to be a practicing Catholic must come to mass every Sunday. And that's not just an arbitrary baseline requirement. It's based on this awareness that we need God. We need to be reminded of these profound truths of our faith. Because if we allow the busyness of the world and all of these other things going on to take away from this special day once a week, we are depriving ourselves of the joy that comes from the heart of God. And so just as good parents have certain rules and expectations for their children for their own sake, the church gives us this sort of baseline expectation for all of us for our own sake, for our spiritual well-being. Now, I know for over a year we've had a dispensation from this obligation, but, but as you all know or should know, in a few weeks, I think in just two weeks, that dispensation is coming to an end. And all of us, once again, will be obliged to attend Sunday Mass because we need God's grace every week. We need to be living out the Lord's Day every Sunday, coming to Mass, setting aside time for prayer, so that we may experience this joy that God longs to give to us. And lastly, and this point might be a little bit outside of the box, but as I was preparing for this homily, reading through different sections of the catechism on joy, I came across this interesting connection that the catechism makes in speaking about different, uh, different types of joy that come from the Holy Spirit. And it said that the, the, the spiritual laziness, that's called acedia or spiritual sloth, this is directly opposed to experiencing the joy that comes from God. So if there's any part of our hearts that's falling into that spiritual sloth, that spiritual laziness, reject that. And the way that we reject it, this is another part of the catechism, is through self-denial. And to fill this out a little bit, let me quote. This is from Catechism, paragraph 2015. The way of perfection passes by way of the cross. There is no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. Spiritual progress entails the ascesis and mortification that gradually lead to living in the peace and joy of the Beatitudes.
So see how countercultural our Christian worldview is. If you want to experience the joy of the gospel, don't reject the commandments. Don't just pursue uh, shallow physical pleasures. Deny yourself. Enter into mortification because mortification drives out spiritual uh, laziness. And driving out spiritual laziness allows the joy of the gospel to come and be present in our hearts. I'm sure all of you are aware of the obligation on Fridays in Lent to abstain from meat. In the old days, this was year-round. Every single Friday of the year, it was just a simple way that you could have this habitual practice of self-denial to try to help everyone to live out this element of our faith. And many people have a misunderstanding about this expectation now. They think it only applies to Lent, but in reality, the church still asks that we do some sort of self-denial every single Friday of the year. It's only during Lent that it's required to be abstaining from meat. The rest of the year, you can do whatever you like, whatever form of self-denial you, you prefer. But we are asked to do something every single Friday of the year because the church and her wisdom knows that this pattern of mortification is so essential for keeping at bay that spiritual laziness. So do you want to experience the joy that comes from the heart of God? Then keep God's commandments. Keep holy the Lord's day. Embrace a regular pattern of self-denial and mortification. Reject the lie that you will find joy in anything other than God. Receive the joy that only God can provide, a joy that is just a taste of the unimaginable joy of heaven that is to come.